Welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Pastor Mike here with Pastor Nick Katie here in Longmont, Colorado. And we are once again in our series, Desiring the Kingdom, as we go through the books of First and Second Kings. And we're finishing up here with uh, chapter 19. Actually, we're in the middle of chapter 19, right? As we, we looked at hearing the voice of God. What was the title of this week's sermon? Hearing God's Voice. Hearing God's Voice. And we, we find Elijah in this, um, at Mount Horeb, there in the, uh, in the cave, listening to the voice of the Lord. And that's kind of, you know, maybe we just thought we'd just talk about that particular subject this week. Um, and if you haven't heard this week's sermon, whitefieldschurch.com, get over there. You can download it and um, share it with your friends. Give us a like, a thumbs up, you know, YouTube and Facebook, all those places. And it just helps us to get out this gospel-centered content, you know, far and wide and, and, and gain more traction for for our channel. So if you do that, we'd love that. But uh Hearing God's voice, you know, the kind of the, the central theme of um, our, our message this this week. And so it's kind of thought we'd just maybe talk about a little bit. What what does it mean to hear God's voice? How have maybe you heard the Lord's voice? He's kind of guided you through ministry, through life, through relationship or anything like that. So, yeah, you know, I think we all want to be led and guided by God. I mean, of course we do. And the the fact is God speaks through his word. If you want to hear God's voice consistently, if you want to know the will of God, you start with his word, right? And so, so much about God's will for our lives, what we call his general will, uh, it's found in, in his word. And also, as I was saying yesterday, as you study the Bible, as you get accustomed to hearing the voice of God speaking through his word, it familiarizes you with the word of God. It helps you know what kinds of things God says, what kinds of things God doesn't say. Uh, it helps you know the will of God. It helps you know the heart of God. And as you tune your heart into that, you know, I was thinking about like a piano, right? The way you tune a piano. Uh, when I was a kid, I had a tuning fork that I would use to tune my guitar. And, you know, it was like a C. So you hit that and you tune your guitar to the C, and then you can tune the rest of the strings according to that string. But that's the idea of tuning your heart into God. You play a note that is true. You tune your heart into that. And as you do that, you get accustomed to hearing God's voice. Now, there's plenty of examples in the Bible of people who are led by God, um, and they didn't have a Bible verse for it, right? So Philip, the evangelist, so I always think about him in Acts chapter 8, he led by God out into the wilderness. It's something that doesn't totally seem to make a lot of sense, but he's convinced that God has led him there. Did God lead him through a Bible verse? No. Led him by the Spirit. The Spirit spoke to him. The Spirit carried him, it says, to this place. Uh, Acts chapter 13, you read about Paul and Barnabas. It says that as the uh, leaders of the church in Antioch were uh, ministering to the Lord, they're worshiping and praying, that God spoke to them and said, set apart for me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work that I've called them to. And you see this throughout the, throughout the Bible. You see, sometimes God leads Paul through his circumstances. He says uh, that the Spirit forbade him from going into the province of Asia, for, forbade him from going to Bithynia. And then in the end, he ends up having this dream, and God speaks to him through his dream. So you see several ways that God leads, right? Sometimes God leads through a word of prophecy, like in Acts chapter 13. Sometimes it's through even a dream, like in uh, Acts, ooh, what is that, chapter 15, where he goes and does that. Then um, we see that um, God leads just by the Spirit 
telling someone something. We see that God leads in chapter 10 of Acts. Uh, God speaks to Cornelius the centurion and says, I want you to go to this house and talk to the apostle Peter and he's going to tell you something. And so we see all these different ways that God leads, but we need to remember a few principles, right? So God is not going to, uh, the spirit of God is not going to contradict the word of God. So God's a God of chaos. He isn't just saying different things all the time to different people. Um, there's going to, that's one of the ways we recognize it. And, and you know, the other part is that if God's really real, he's going to tell you sometimes things that you might not have wanted to hear or that you wouldn't have done on your own. So you asked uh, some examples, you know, I think about times in my life where I've really wanted to hear a word from God as far as direction. And I think about like when I moved to Hungary, uh, when I moved, when I married my wife, when I uh, moved back here and became the pastor of Whitefields. Um, so in some of these cases, I will say one, one factor, like when with moving to Hungary and hearing God's voice there, I felt very strongly uh, just this sense that I should go. Now you could look at that sense. Um, how do I know that was from God? Well, you know, I weigh it against scripture. Is this in line with the heart of God? Well, yeah, in every way it was in line with the heart of God to be part of his mission in the world, to be part of making disciples, to be part of going into all the world, uh, be part of, you know, supporting a local church. Yeah, that was all in line with the Bible. And, um, and I thought I had a green light from God, but more than just a green light, uh, one of the ways that God, I felt, has led me is that I'll have this kind of sense. Like Paul said, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. Well, there are some instances in my life where I felt I need to do this. And if I don't do this, I'll be either missing a, an incredible opportunity or perhaps even being disobedient to God. Now, again, this is somewhat subjective and uh, we want to be very careful with that. You know, but at the same time, I think we can have some confidence in um, in letting God lead us if it's in alignment with His Word, if it comes from pure motives. Here's another thing: is a lot of times, and maybe you've seen this. Um, I'm quite sure you have, that people will sometimes use this as like a, a way to justify any action or belief they have and shut down any conversation. Say, oh, well, God told me to do this, right? Well, this is how God's leading me. You say, okay, I mean, yeah. I hope it is. But if you use that as almost like a weapon, right, where you're like shutting down the conversation, I don't think that that's healthy. And so I think you have to check your motives. What is your motive in doing this? Are you saying that God spoke to me so that no one can argue with you? Are you saying that God spoke to me just um, to build excitement? Or are you really believing sincerely that God spoke to you? That's not something that you can measure, right, and say, oh, well, Mike's doing this for this reason. No, that's an issue of the heart. And God sees your heart. He knows your heart and he judges the heart, right? So um, I think that we need to be open and honest before God. What is truly my motivation in doing this thing? Is it pure? Is it godly? Is it right? So uh, with moving to Hungary, I would say, and the different place I moved within Hungary, you know, moving, we moved there originally. I moved there single, you know, got married while I was there, then moved to another town, started another church. From there, we started kind of a, a outreach fellowship. You know, how did I know to do those things? Again, they were all in, in line with the word of God. I sought counsel from other people because I, I, I do want to hear, I want to see that the, the same spirit of God that resides in me and is leading me resides in you, resides in somebody else. And I want to see if there's a, a harmony, you know, people agreeing in the spirit that this is where the spirit is leading. Um, and the other one I would say in Hungary is that I felt that God would oftentimes just give me a next step, you know, 
go to Hungary. I originally moved there thinking I was going to stay for a couple months. And then it was, okay, stay here and stay here indefinitely and then do this and then do that. And it wasn't like I had this 10 year plan that all worked out, but there were certain milestones along the way where I felt like, okay, God was saying, okay, do this. You know, they're very simple things. Raise up leaders, preach the gospel, or, you know, make disciples. I mean, these things are clearly in line with the, the word of God. So um, then, you know, with marrying my wife, you know, it's just a strong sense of, you know, it ticked all the boxes. You know, she's, she's somebody who loved the Lord. We were pursuing the same thing. You know, I talked to somebody yesterday and said, you know, it's so great when uh, you're running your race, you know, pursuing God and you look over and there's somebody running next to you. And then you say, oh, hey, why don't we run this together? You know, with coming here, there's just a strong sense that, there was a, a, a new thing that God wanted to do. And it was, again, in, in alignment. We, we waited and prayed on this decision. We didn't make it quickly. We, uh, we did that. So um, there have been times in my life, I wouldn't say that, um, you know, it's God speaking to me every two seconds, but uh, there are times in your life where you can look back and you can say, I really felt God was leading me. I prayed about it. I sought counsel and he led me. So, Mike, I want to hear from you. Well, I would, I agree with all those things, you know, just listening to you speak. I mean, there's, you know, of course is the word of God. And I think very important word of God, there's a counsel of others. I think also God leads you through the gifts that he's given you as a person, as you know, and, and of course we grow into those kind of things, you know, so many people like, well, you know, if God's, I hear from God's voice, he's going to be sending me off to do this or that, or something I don't want to do. But I really, in, in many times I've counseled with people and in myself that the Lord's led me through the things that I'm good at, you know, and, and I think that's also something that people shouldn't necessarily be afraid of or, you know, well, this is something I, because I enjoy doing this. I mean, I, I enjoy do what I do. You know, I've been doing a full-time ministry for 20 some years and I, you know, it's almost in many ways, I, I love doing what I do. You know, I get to preach the gospel. I get to play guitar. I get to do all these things, you know, and, and the Lord's called me to those. And, uh, and I would, I would agree people, you know, the Lord's word, uh, and, you know, and those things that we, we are, and for all, you know, we're good at, and I think it's just pragmatic reasons as well, you know, uh, loyalty, um, those kind of, you know, relationships, those people, people, God calls you to places where you, you, you're working well with others as teams, you know, there's a lot of other things like that. And I think it's a broad spectrum. Um, but also those things can be things that also paralyze us from listening to the Lord. Like I need to get these things to line up before I will go out and do things. You know, I think faith and stepping out of faith is also very, very important. You know, many times the Lord's going to speak to us and, and maybe people around us don't agree, you know, <laughs> depends on what environment you're in. You know, if you come from a, a family that doesn't believe, they're not going to agree with your decision to go off to Bible college or to go off to be a missionary. You know, I know in the Marine Corps, when I walked into the captain's office and said, I'm, you know, I'm not going to re-up, I'm, you know, he said, well, what are you going to do? You know, well, I'm going to, I'm going to Hungary to be a missionary. You know, he practically laughed in my face. Like, what on earth is that for? You know, like, it wasn't necessarily very confirming, <laughs> you know. But, you know, that decision came, uh, came through a whole, you know, before I decided to make that decision, it was six months, you know, of spending time in the word, in worship with like-minded people for about six months where if I wasn't at church and I wasn't at work, we were at somebody's apartment 
worshiping together, praying together. And it kind of was like this mountaintop experience. And really the word that I got from the Lord was whatever way I went down this mountain was going to be his will because I was going I was, you know, I was going with him, kind of like when Jesus came down with the disciples, you know, it's just like, you know, Jesus was with them. That's all that mattered. And so where I went, what I did, I felt that moment, like the decision I made it made in that particular time was going to be what God, you know, had called me to. And it was going to be gospel centered. And that's kind of what led me to Hungary. It was that at the end of that six months, this opportunity came and it's like, I don't, it was Hungary the exact place the Lord wanted me to go. Well, 20 years later, yes. But at the time, I think I would have gone anywhere. And I don't think necessarily that that detail, because I was supposed to actually go to Poland before. And and the pastor sent me the, the tape. He sent me a tape of the Polish worship leader who was leading worship. And, I'm, and he could sing in Polish and he played very well. And I'm like, well, what am I going to go do there? So, you know, my decision was swayed a little bit by like, I don't know what I'm going to do there. I know here they don't have anybody, so I'm going to go there instead. That was how my decision was made. It wasn't, you know, and that's where I went, and the Lord used that. And then when I went to, you know, move from one city to another city, some of it was because I felt like I was doing a lot. I was teaching Bible studies. I was leading worship, and but I felt like I'd hit a ceiling, you know, and that the Lord had more, and it wasn't going to happen there. And it was some little restlessness a bit. And, and that's what moved us on, you know. And, but again, seeking the Lord, his word, you know, get, you know, that peace in your heart. I think when you don't have a peace, it usually means that something doesn't feel right and doesn't jive with what God says in his word, you know. And we know that. It's kind of like, uh, no, that's not what I should be doing. And, and uh, so that's something that I felt uh, just getting into the Lord's word and studying praying, speaking with others, you know, and that's really helped to tune, as you said, tune to the Lord's voice. I think we, we, we need to know what we're listening for and it, we, it comes from his word, you know, and just those principles lay a foundation. And I think many people get caught up in the details, like what exact zip code does the Lord want me to go to where we miss the entire thing of scripture, where there might be things in our lives that are just not lined up yet for us to even go in that direction there there are big questions that have to be answered first that we need to deal with before we get into the minutia of all that we're supposed to go towards and so yeah i mean yeah i think and it's a lifetime i think it's a lifetime thing of just continually just paying attention lord what are you saying you know what are you saying in this moment and um you know, so that's kind of how the Lord's led us, me over the years. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that picture of you know taking God's hand and walking with Him, and I think that's such a such a good picture. We see that through with Abraham, right? Come on, Abe, let's go. Where are we going? I'll show you. You know, take my hand, walk with me, one step at a time. Let's go. And it's it wasn't even so much just about where he was going; it was about who he was going with. And as he was going with the Lord, the Lord led him, you know, and it was, there were some times where he went off on detours that he wasn't supposed to. Um, but, you know, in general, it was about being with the Lord, walking with him. And as he walked with him, God led him into all these good things. And I think that that is really key. I don't know. We've talked about that before, right? It's like, love the Lord with all your heart and just walk with him. 
and he's gonna he's gonna direct you he's gonna lead you yeah and i would i would say one of the things in ministry specifically that has led me over the years is 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 this gospel centered is this going to this thing this decision i'm going to make is it for the furtherance of the gospel so whatever like uh you know decisions i've made in ministry that's always question number one not not musically not necessarily relationship wise or anything is this going to further the gospel or is this going to deter, you know, and as you talked about motives, you know, is this something, and I think it weeds out our personal motives many times when we want to uh, seek the glory of the gospel first. And I've tried to do that, you know, over the years, made that my primary motivation, not always, you know, um, succeeded, but that's, you know, in ministry has been my primary motivation. But I think even if you're not necessarily in full-time ministry, I think that is also our greatest call, you know, gospel-centered life. And is this, is this decision I'm going to make, you know, is it going to bring glory to God and the gospel, or is it going to take away from that? And, you know, I think that's, that can be a number one question you can say. Is this the Lord speaking? Well, if you can answer yes to this question, is this gospel-centered and bring glory to God, then I think you can, you can on that road to saying, yeah, I think God's speaking to me in this situation. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I think we could talk about this for a long time, but we'll cut it short. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, listening to the Lord's voice, it's, it's a lifetime pursuit. And it's not something you hear once. It's not something you want to hear one time. And you don't want to be that, oh, well, 20 years ago when I heard the voice of the Lord. We want to be seeking the Lord every day and, and uh, hearing his voice. And so that would be our heart for you as you, you know, listen to the sermon. You, you watch this sermon extra, listen to this podcast. That's something you're just seeking, you know. And we sang the song on Sunday morning, Be Still. Be still my soul. You know, I, in you I rest and you I find my trust. And, and uh, we want to we wanna be sometimes just bring our hearts sometimes to listen to the Lord. We have to just sit down and be still and not say anything. And I think that was part of your sermon. It's just in the chaos, we have to find a place just to hear the voice of the Lord. So maybe that's something you need to do, you know, take away from this. It's like, I'm not hearing from the Lord. Well, maybe you just need to sit down and just listen to his, uh, you know, still uh, quiet voice speak to your heart. And so if you haven't seen the, read the, heard the sermon, seen the sermon, whatever with the sermon, you can download over here, subscribe over here, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.